Hello and welcome to the pep talk with your two favorite bald frauds, Sam and Jason, on this great summer evening. Jason, summer. how you feeling? Summer. It's winter down here. Oh yeah, here, shit. I forgot it's winter for you. <laughs> Got a nice jacket on, nice pants, you know, just freezing my ass off. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah, just getting enjoying the Australian weather. <laughs> Is it even cold in the winter time for you? Uh, 10 degrees, between 5 to 10 degrees. Some, some, sometimes the mornings are pretty cold, um, but otherwise it's all right. It's not too bad. It, it's more as well. 5 to like, 10 degrees? Uh, Celsius, so not Fahrenheit. <laughs> no, but still, like, that's kind of cold. Yeah, it gets cold. It's, it's more the morning. So, like, your, your main winter months, the mornings go down to, like, you know, you, you, you'll get a few mornings where it's, like, 2 to 3 degrees in the morning. Um, and it gets really, really cold. But otherwise, it's all right. It's more, it's more the houses here. The houses here are designed, obviously, for um, for summer heat, right? So, you know, you don't. It's not really all the houses designed to keep keep heat out, essentially. So in winter, it gets really cold. Um, so you feel it a bit more. Um, you know, if you compare it to like places like in England or Europe um, and some parts of America or North America, then the houses are more designed to keep the heat in <laughs> but for us it's more about keeping yeah. the heat out because most most summers you're looking at 30 degrees plus every day um and i'm uh, you know apparently this month this summer coming is going to be an absolute scorcher and we're going to have you know 35 45 degrees maybe bushfires again so it's going to be a fun summer coming so i'll enjoy the winter for what it is now <laughs> but Gotta love australia yeah man it's good <laughs> Yeah, it's like the opposite here. And Cincinnati isn't like the hottest of places, but it's like 97 today, which is like, I think it's like 36, 37 degrees Celsius. Yeah, that's pretty hot. That's pretty hot. Yeah. And it's like, it's been like that all week. It's generally doesn't get that hot here. That's usually in the southern states, but here it's pretty hot. Yeah. During the summer, we've basically got the aircon running. You know, three months, whole three months. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get much cold days during summer. It's it's very rare. To be fair, to be fair, the last two years we've had quite wet summers. Um, we get this like I don't know what they call it, El Nino or something. So like you get like yeah, different, yeah. different seasons. Like every six, seven years, it just completely flips. So five years ago we had like bushfires, scorching heat, and then the last three years we had like raining summers so it's yeah it's interesting <laughs> just australian weather we, we got it different down here <laughs> yeah yeah i can tell all right well uh let's get into it a little bit i think city have played a couple new uh matches we have the preseason matches against yokohama marinos and bayern munich um yep. you know you know I'm not really a fan of preseason just in general. I don't think it's <laughs> I just, love preseason, I man. I love it's it. It's just kind of boring to me and I don't know. So <laughs> I'll like cuz there there's some things we could take away from it, but you have to be really cautious. So like has there been anyone that has generally impressed you that like or surprised you in a good way on these last two games? Um, not really surprised, but like, it's kind of things I kind of expected. So I, I expected Kovacic to come in and basically have no adjustment period in terms of the way he plays, right? Because, you know, as we discussed pri- previously, um, he's played for Sari, he's played in possession-based teams, 
um, and he does really well in that box to box, um, in that box to box role. So him coming in, he like he doesn't lose the ball. It's so it's it's funny to watch. He's like another Bernardo Silva or Grealish when he's got the ball. You just don't expect him to lose the ball. But what surprised me about him, he's he's actually a good ball winner as well. So that's 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 what that's my takeaway from from the two games that I've seen. He's like he's going to be very different to Gundogan, but. Um, it's always important to know when you replace a player, you're not going to get a like-for-like like player. You get a different type of player and then you, you change your team around um, to suit. So, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, where are we going to get goals from if, when Gundogan's gone? But the team will adjust, right? So, someone else will step up to score goals, whether it be Foden or Kevin De Bruyne or Haaland scoring more, whatever it is, someone will pick up those goals that Gundogan used to score. Because from what I've seen from Kovacic, he's not... He's not going to be a scorer for us. That's that's my feeling, especially next season. I don't think he'll adjust to that. But the box, the box, the possession, the the moving the ball around, um, taking his time, making sure that we set up correctly. I don't feel we'll have any issues with Kovacic in the lineup when he does play. Um, so that's that's really that's a really positive considering that we lost Gundogan um, and Kovacic can just jump straight in and you know essentially give us the same but different. If that makes sense. What about yeah, you? I. I like Kovacic too, actually. I think he's done well these two games. It It is really interesting because he is probably the first guy that hasn't been a defender who's just like fit in immediately. Like usually you need that adjustment period and he looks so comfortable like immediately. And that's probably down to like, you know, like we just said, he's been in possession-based systems before with Tuchel and Sari and... He's also, you know, he's 29. He's played for a bunch of teams, won a lot. Like, he's he's a consummate professional. And so, it just seems like he's he's slotted in very easily. Like you said, he, he doesn't lose the ball. Like, there was one time, I think, in the Yokohama game where the guy was, like, sneaking up on him. And he didn't see him, and he still didn't lose the ball. And it looked <laughs> like he was about to just take it right off his back. And he... uh I think he'll contribute like he's going to score more than he did at Chelsea. He's not going to score all of like Gundogan's goals, like 15 or 20 a season. No, maybe five to 10 is my guess. And I think like, I think that's just due to like being in the box and us having mm. chances. You know what I mean? Like he's just not used to playing that high because he never really did before. So I think yeah. now that he will, he'll, he'll get some more chances. Like he's not, Gindawan in terms of finishing, but um, yeah. well, that's generally it, it, impressed. And playing at the six in uh, in the first half against Bayern, like looked fairly comfortable as well. Yeah, well, like in 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 five seasons or six seasons, or however long he was in Chelsea, or however long he's been in the Premier League, he scored six goals. <laughs> I think Gundogan got nine last season alone. Um, so he's got a lot to live up to in terms of goals. So I don't, I don't like, you know, if he scores two goals, three goals, whatever, it's fine. He, he's not going to, I don't think Pep or anyone should expect him to score. If he scores, it's, it's good, right? He's in the right position at the right time. But I don't expect him to have that, what you know, what Pep calls the the sniff in front of goal. You know what I mean, like that. No, that type of yeah. He's never going to be that type of play for us, and I, and I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with that because we've got like we've got so many bloody scorers on our team that you know players that will know how to put the ball in it. Like we've got Erling Haaland who scored like 60 goals last season, so I'm sure we'll be fine on the goals on the goal side of thing. So what he provides us everywhere else, I'm I'm okay with. Yeah, I I remember looking it up a while ago and like. He's going to score more than that 
just because he'll he'll be in the box more. He'll have more opportunities. Like I remember looking it up a while ago that at Chelsea, like he would have like thirteen touches in the opponent's box all season or something crazy like that. And like Gundogan has that in one game sometimes. So he's he's gonna run into more opportunities, which means I think he'll score more goals, but I don't expect him to become Gunduan, and he's not going to be. And I don't know. Personally, I don't like the – and, you know, we've talked about this previously. We talked about it in our, in our chat with Asan and Lloyd. Like, And it was more about Mares leaving. Like, who's going to pick up those goals and assists? I don't think it works like that. Like, the team is going to find ways to score goals and assists. Like, that's what they do. They create more chances, and people will score. Like, we said the same thing when Sergio Aguero left, and then we won the Premier League twice without a striker. So, the goals will come from other places. It's I don't think it's as simple as, oh, if Gundogan's leaving and he scored 15 goals last year, then we need a midfielder to replace him to score those goals. It's just not that simple. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's the same thing with the with the winger situation um, with Mares leaving, right? So Mares, obviously, we haven't discussed, but he's 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 gone from the team, um, and he's provided some crucial goals across the last few years. So, you know, where do those goals come from? It's the same thing for me, right? So someone will pick it up, right? And to be fair to Mares, he didn't score that much in the Premier League. He didn't score that much in the Champions League. Most of his goals last season came in the FA Cup and the League Cup. Although they're, they're crucial, and it's good to have a player like that. Someone else will pick up those goals. They'll, they'll come from somewhere. Um, but I still think we, we do need a ringer replacement, which we'll talk about a bit later. Um, yeah. The the other surprise for me, I think, over the two preseason games or someone I liked is Oscar Bob. Um, so mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of great things prior to the preseason. I was looking forward to seeing him um, for once. I mean, he looks great. He, he looks like that. He looks, like, he, he looks a serious player for us, man. I, I have a feeling he's... He's going to be fantastic. Yeah, so kind of the way I look at Oscar Bob, and it's the way I've looked at Cole Palmer and McAtee and these guys, is I don't know if he'll ever be good enough to play for City. He very well might. Like, I I don't know. And I'm not going to base it off of 90 minutes of preseason. But what you do know is you see the academy in them, right? It reminds me of Barcelona's La Masia, where – it didn't matter how good the player was, but they could slot into there and they looked at home right away, even if they're not that good. Because, because they're they're just so used to playing that way. And you can tell with Oscar Bob, you can tell you could tell with Cole Palmer, like going back a couple years, he he always looked comfortable because he played that way growing up in the academy. And you can tell with McAtee as well that like I don't, Bob looks good. I'm not going to sit sit here and say like, oh, he's going to be our next winger or anything like that. Like he's, I I just don't know that. But one thing you see is that he can slot in and he looks comfortable because he has played in City's Academy for so many years. And it's like, it's, it's uniform. Like they play the same way that Pep wants to play. And because it's uniform, it just, you just go down the list and and he can slot in there, and he knows his role, and he knows his job, and that makes him look so much better. So I think we're going to see that with guys going forward. We saw it with Rico Lewis. Like, 
fit in almost immediately. And Rico Lewis is 18. He's <laughs> two Lewis years is- younger than Oscar Bob. Rico Lewis has played like three positions in the preseason and he's done them all. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, for an 18 year old, like he's a crazy, crazy player. He's, he's getting a new 60 contract and, and that's like very well deserved. Like to break oh, up yeah. in, a, in a treble team last season and just to continue showing development. He is an absolute gem of a youngster. So I'm, I'm looking forward to like Lewis being part of this team, Foden being part of this team permanently. Um, and the and other guys, bunch. like, we'll see. They have to impress in practice and see yeah, if they exactly. have the talent and quality to play for City. But they definitely know their roles, right? Yeah. It's- I, I think I think Palmer will go on loan or get sold this season. Yeah, um, I agree. I think, he, I, I think he needs it. He's He's been, and I've said this a few times now in group chats and, and um, you know, when me and you talk, etc. Um, you know, we've had... You look at Palmer, the way he's, like, he's developed over the last two seasons, he hasn't really pushed the needle um, in terms of where he started. If anything, he might have regressed, but I think it's more about his decision-making. His decision-making has just been a little bit poor um, when it comes the to The injury really hurt him too. The injury hurt him as well. He didn't, he didn't get... like he, To me, his last season when when both Mares, Grealish were, were all not performing and even Foden was injured, etc., um, that was his moment to like, you know, take a spot or, you know, take, you know, try to get into the team, but for whatever reason, he never got it, whether it be practice or attitude or whatever it could be. We don't, we don't really know. Like Pep sees these guys day in, day out. Um, so for me, there he is talented and there is talent there, but for me, he needs to go on loan. He needs to either be sold or, or go on loan, sorry, and and prove himself in a Premier League team. I think he can play at a Premier League, Premier League level for sure. Um, it's just about who takes him and who's going to give him game time. Um, whether City do the the sell with a buyback clause or they do a loan, both are good options in my mind. Um, you know, he needs that development time, right? He needs that. You, know, you look at Lavia, got one season in the Premier League. He's about to go to Liverpool for fifty million pounds. So, I think Palmer is at that level. It's just about him getting the game time, getting the confidence. So, I think Oscar Bob will take Palmer's minutes from last season, essentially on the wings. He'll get yeah those- him, him and McAtee. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I wonder if McAtee stays in the team. Um, you know, I think from from reading reports, um, Pep wanted to see him in preseason, and then based on how he thinks he goes in preseason slash training, they'll make a decision whether he should go on loan again. Um, there are a lot of teams interested in him, so he'll he'll have no sureness of suitors. Um, so it, it depends what which way we want to go with McAtee because it'll be interesting, right? So like, do you want to give Oscar Bob the minutes, you want to give McAtee the minutes, are we going to sign another winger? There's all these decisions that they still haven't made, even though we're approaching August right now, which is strange um, that we haven't made so many. Like, there's so many decisions in this in this transfer window that we haven't made. And it's very strange. It's been a strange window, to be yeah. honest. So, well, McAtee also, I don't think he's going to play on the wing, really. Like, even the first, like, he might play there sparingly, but... In the first two games, he played centrally. And he played centrally when Bernardo played on the wing, where you could easily, like, Bernardo's a central midfielder, so you could easily say, oh, yeah, McAtee should play on the wing, Bernardo centrally. Well, Pat played McAtee centrally in all of his minutes. And so I think that's where McAtee will be. You know, obviously his nickname is the Salford Silva. And you can see a lot of uh, similarities between him and David Silva in his game. But it's... Mm. Uh, it, it's gonna to me. I'm at the point now where I just trust Pep to do the right 
thing with these guys because if he thinks McAtee is good enough to stay and contribute, because McAtee wants minutes. Like, that's City didn't even want him to go on loan last year. They wanted him to be around the first team, and he said, no, I want to go play somewhere. I'll come back in the team. I just want to go. I want minutes. So it's if he goes on loan, it's going to be because City can't guarantee him minutes, and if he stays, that means Pep, I think, thinks he can play a role and get some minutes in the team this year. Mm. So, and then, yeah, like you said, Oscar Bob, he's going to be in the Cole Palmer situation. He's going to have to impress. And he, and if he does, he'll have a spot in the team. If not, you know, then in a year or two, maybe he'll get moved on. Who knows? But I, I, um, uh, I like what I've seen from him so far. Yeah, my early prediction is Oscar Bob has a similar season to Rika Lewis where there'll just be a, a pretty important game coming. Up and then you just see Oscar Bob starting and you go, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it'll be one of those things. I think he's talented enough and has, he has, he, you could just see he has that city play style. He knows how to play it and he's got the talent, right? So it was just about, I think Pep will give him that, those few games and then he'll impress and he'll just he'll become like Ricky Lewis. And I think that's good for us, right? Um, mm-hmm. McAtee, I feel like he'll have a harder time getting into the team. Based because mostly because he's, he's going to play that 10 role, um, which means you're either sitting Kevin De Bruyne or, or Phil Foden potentially to play him. Um, or Kovacic, somebody or like Kovacic, that. Or Kovacic, right? So then, and that's if you go with two 10s essentially with KDB and, you know, like, like I said, you need to drop maybe potentially two different players before you reach McAtee. So I feel like he'll have a harder time getting those games. While on the wing, as we're currently constructed, I think Oscar Bob has more chances than anyone to impress, right? It's kind of like Rick and Lewis last year, right, where we had no fullbacks anymore. You know, Kinsella was on the out. Um, I think Walker at the time was still coming back from an injury. Uh, we had issues with defensive midfielders because <laughs> Pep never trusted um, Phillips. And he he came back in inverted commas fat, <laughs> as Pep said it. So there was all these other issues where Rick and Lewis got a chance and then he took it. And then you look at him now and he's like, okay, yeah, you're part of the first team now. You you get game time every season now. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is Pep is always going to play the best the players that he thinks will be best for the team. Like if you think about it, he played a 17, 18-year-old Rico Lewis over the most expensive fullback when he was bought at the time. Like Joe Cancelo yeah. was the most expensive fullback. I think he still might be, I'm not sure. But, no, I don't think so anymore. I think uh, I think it was Juan Bissaka, maybe. No, no, Cucurello is now. Oh, that's that's 60, right. Yeah, sixty-three million pounds well spent. On yeah, Cancelo was something like that. But um, yeah, Cancelo was sixty. Yeah. So, anyways, like Rico Lewis unseated one of the most expensive fullbacks in history, and he was an eighteen-year-old from our academy that we never thought would get a minute. So. Pep's going to play who he thinks is best to play. And Oscar Bob, I can see Oscar Bob getting minutes. Like he, I mean, he looked fine when he played. Like he looked good. He looked like he fed in really well. Like Pep's not really going to want you to like try things and dazzle, right? Because then you're trying too hard. But he did his job well. He, he was really good when like cutting inside 
and lofting those crosses to the back post, like those in-swinging crosses to the back post, which Mares was really good at. Um, and he did those really well. I think there was one that Diaz got on the end of in the first game that he should have scored, but something like that. Um, so, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he stayed and contributed and um, uh, they all, you know, I, I think it was good from all of them. Here's a question. What did you think of Calvin Phillips? Because he's really like, uh, other than the young guys, he's really the only guy that the preseason really matters to. Like, it's not going to really matter to Holland or Grealish or yeah. Like I, I, I'm not, I, I didn't judge anyone from the first team except him. Um, and the first game against Yokohama, who, who who played a very very aggressive press, he didn't deal with it at all really well. I was like, oh god, he looks terrible. Um, the second game he looked better, but he did play next to Rodri, so he played kind of a different role. So it's an interesting thing. So like, it's like you want him to be the replacement for Rodri, but then he's playing with Rodri. So how do I judge him now? It's it's a it's a strange well, thing. It, I mean, he still played the six though. Like it was still the three two, and it was him and Rodri as the two. Yeah. So he was still playing a six role, even though he was next to Rodri. He he did a, he did better in that role than when he does when when Rodri's not playing, right? So like he's he's he looked better. I'll say that. But what does that mean for us in the season going forward? The whole reason why we bought Phillips and the right the reason why we need Phillips is. We can't have Rodri play four four thousand four four and a half thousand minutes next season. It's just not going to work. He'll be burnt out by the end of the season. Like, and he was burnt out this season, right? By the end of it, he looked absolutely knackered by the end of it because he was playing almost every game and he was playing ninety minutes. So, Phillips has to be able to do Rodri's role. That's that's the reason why we paid forty five million pounds for him. He needs to be able to do that role. So, for me, the only judgment I'm going to have on him is. Can you do Rodgers' role? And if you can't do that role, then we need to find an, a different player to do it. Um, I don't think we'll do it this season, unfortunately, but we'll go through this season and he's basically got to prove that he can do it. Right now, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think Pep will ever trust him in that role by himself. So whenever I, you'll see... I, yeah. Whenever you see Phillips, he'll be paired with either Kovacic right next to him or John Stones right next to him or Rodri right next to him. And that kind of defeats the purpose of having Phillips to begin with, right? If that's the case, then next season we should sell him and go get a proper defensive midfielder that can actually relieve and put pressure on Rodri. Rodri has no pressure on him. He knows he's guaranteed to be starting, right? It's like a staple in the team, which is fine. But when it comes to rotation, rest, and pressure... You want to be able to trust Phillips to do that role, but right now no one does, and I'm sure Pep doesn't either. Well, okay, I'll push back on this. Like, there's always somebody playing next to Rodri, right? So there's always going to be somebody playing next to Phillips, like whether it's John Stones or Kovacic or whoever. Like, somebody's going to be doing that next to Rodri, anyways. So I don't really. That's not really it. I think I, I'm not convinced yet either that he will be good enough to get meaningful minutes for City this year. And I think that's why in the Bayern game, Pep started with Kovacic at the six. Like he's, he started the first half without Rodri or Phillips because he wanted to see, okay, how can Kovacic do here? Can Kovacic take some minutes from Rodri at the six so that 
Rodri can get some rest. And I think that's maybe where McAtee could find some minutes is if Kovacic plays the six a little more. Um, but so, like like you said, Rodri can't play all those minutes again. Really, all we need from Phillips is for him to be competent for 15-ish games a season. Like, Rodri shouldn't be playing Carabao Cup games. He shouldn't be playing the early stage rounds of the FA Cup. I'm, I'm he not just worried. shouldn't. I'm not so, worried about the. I'm not worried about the early round, Sam. It's, it's more about when you get into the crunch of the season. If we're in another title race next season, you're in the late stages of the Champions League. You're in the late stages of the FA Cup. You need to be able to trust Philip to play some Premier League games, right? So Rodri eh. can play can play a midweek Champions League game, and you go, you know what? Rodri's played so many minutes. I need to give him a rest for this Premier League game. I'm going to start Phillips. That's why you need Phillips, right? It's the crunch of the season. If we're, if I, this is a th- I don't, this is a th- I don't right? agree if, with that. Why not? This, I, this is, I, it's, because, exactly, it's, a, it's exactly the problem we had last season, right? But the, but also the problem we had last season was that we go through the FA Cup and Rodri still has to play. And we go through the Carabao Cup and Rodri still has to play. And it's like, yeah, and, and even some of like dead, I mean, I wouldn't say dead rubber, like lesser Premier League games, Rodri still has to play. Calvin Phillips saying. doesn't uh, like Calvin Phillips doesn't need to play in important games, but also like Rodri for the first half of the season also didn't get a rest and then didn't get a rest at the World Cup. So like Rodri had all those minutes on his legs before that run in started. If Rodri had a little more rest, then he'd be ready for that run in. So if Rodri does need to play every game, he can. But like uh, he, I, I disagree. I disagree with that. You want to be able to give him rest during the run in, right? I, I don't want Rodri going. I don't know if you remember what game or I think it was Bayern or even the Real Madrid games. After the game finished, Rodri fell on his knees and was like, I can't breathe anymore, right? <laughs> it was one of those things. And it's like, he needs rest during, no matter, no matter how much rest you have in the first six months of the season, right? You're still going to need some rest during the run-in. We got lucky because Arsenal absolutely buckled on the end of the season. So we were able to start giving our players rest, but it only came right, that, right in the last week of the season. Right, but me. even then, like he doesn't need to fill in that many games, right? Like no, no, it's not, it's not many. rest in a it, couple of crappy Premier League games. Like it was like last year, the game I went to against Leeds, Gundogan played the six and he scored two goals. Exactly, but Rodri right. didn't play. Exactly, but Gundogan had to start the six. That's my issue. We don't have Gundogan, so Kovacic might be able to do it. But but the whole point of Phillips and having Phillips in the team is so he can play that six when we do need him to play it. When Rodri definitely needs the rest, right? So for me, it's always about. In the running, we're still in a tight Premier League race. Can I trust Phillips to play an important Premier League game where we need to pick up the three points? The problem we had last season was no. we brought we were bringing Phillips on for the, for the last thirty minutes of the game, like against the one the game against Leicester, and they almost came back and we looked absolutely they almost horrible. bottled it. Yeah, we looked horrible in that thirty minutes because Phillips didn't know what to do in that defensive midfielder position. So for me, we have to by end of next season if Phillips cannot give. Uh, Rodri rest, then he can't play in, 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 in his city team. He needs to go. That's my opinion. I, so by, by the end of the I season, actually but- think, I actually think it'll happen earlier than that. I think if Pat doesn't trust him by like within the next couple weeks or doesn't even think that he can get there, I think they're going to try really hard to sell him this summer. Now, whether Phillips agrees to go or not is a completely different issue, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if, like, Pep within the... Because 
Philip, okay, this is one thing I'll give to Phillips. Like, he's doing the right things to try to get back in it. Like, he showed up to training a week early, was it? Like, he's coming in earlier, staying later. Like, it seems like he's doing, like, he's really trying to work to, to get back in it. And he might. I, I, I still have my doubts. But the I think that Pep will try sooner rather than later to get Phillips out of the team. And maybe Phillips refuses. In that case, City's kind of stuck. Either that or just Kovacic is going to play the six a lot more than we think. Uh-huh. I, th- I think it's too late for any any Phillips decision this season. I, I think it's it's gonna whatever happens now. He's in the team. I think for the rest of the season. Um, I don't see him going. He'll try to prove himself. And for me, we'll, we'll know if Pep can trust him towards the end of the season based on the next five months, right? Like we'll have League Cup games. We'll have FA Cup games. He'll play those games, right? And he'll play. You know, like. We've got a Super Cup. We've got the Club World Cup. He, he's going to need to play games, right? So we'll know by January if Phillips is going to play in the running or not. And if he doesn't, if he's not ready, then my... Kovacic my, will be it. Yeah, Kovacic, Kovacic will have to play. Because I don't, think, I don't think Kovacic will have too many legs on his minute, Like, too many minutes on his legs anyways. Because like, at the eight, we still have Bernardo. We still have De Bruyne, who looks like he's coming back pretty quickly. We still yep. have Foden. Alvarez usually plays in one of those positions as well. Maybe if McAtee sticks around. So, like, Kovacic will have plenty of rest to where he could deputize for Rodri if needed and if Kov- if Calvin Phillips is entrusted. Yeah. No, that's – yeah, I agree with that. All right, moving on from Phillips <laughs> and the middle situation. What do you make of this uh, transfer window so far? It's odd. Like, I'm not in the freak-out mode that it seems like some fans may be. I'm a little more calm. Uh, you're, you're definitely more optimistic. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, because the window's still not done. Like, we still got a month left. And I think, like, I know a lot of people, they just look at it and think, like, City's not doing anything. I think City's just being very quiet about what they are doing. So, I think that they're going to replace, like, we, and we talked about this on the last pod. Like, City is at the point now where the like the squad was deeper previously. So they could lose somebody and they wouldn't have to replace them, right? But now the squad isn't that deep. So if they lose somebody, they have to replace them. They just need to. And City's going to replace Mares. I, I, I think so. And who they're looking at, we don't know. Like, all we know is Michael Olise is on the list. "Quote unquote." That's all we know. Um, whether that he's their top target, we don't know. Um, I think we've also heard Sam Lee say it on a podcast that they're looking at one or two other Premier League players. We don't know who they are. Um, pre- preferably somebody who can play on either side. Um, but I think whoever it is, like they're, we're going to bring somebody else in, right? So yeah. there will be somebody to replace Mares, Walker. Who knows? It looks like, yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird one. It's it's such a weird transfer window, mainly because there are so many unanswered questions. Like 
Fucking Joe, Joe Cancelo is still in the fucking team. What the hell? We are in August. Why is Joe Cancelo still in the team? <laughs> Why is he not gone? He's, he's played 90 minutes in preseason. That's the that's probably even more strange for me. I I expected um, Cancelo would have got a message saying, stay the fuck away. Pep doesn't want you here. We'll, send, we'll sell you for, you know... <laughs> cents on the dollar type of deal we don't care just stay away the fact that he's in the team and he's playing and he's with around everyone just is has blown my mind to be honest like i i never expected Kinsella to even be near near the team at this point in the season the fact that we're we're a couple of days away from august and we're about two weeks from the season starting and Kinsella is still here is absolutely blowing my mind even laporte like i thought laporte would be gone by now but m- my theory on both laporte and Kinsella is Teams are waiting to the end of the window where they know we want to get rid of them and they'll come asking for like a stupid loan deal where we cover yep. half their wages or something, right? Where, yep. where, where or they, they'll where they, try to get them on a cheap transfer fee. Yeah, where they think we're desperate. What I'm hoping mm-hmm. is that you'll have two or three different teams interested, which kind of drives the price right back up and then you, you get the money that you want. Um, but for me, like I, I don't want to send him on a loan again. I think it's... Just, counterproductive like you're just sending him alone and it's like okay you're covering his wages etc but really you just want to sell him you want, you want to be done with it right now i think that's the, the main thing laporte you kind of have to sell he's got two years left on his deal you don't want to loan him out um you know we've seen juventus with like we'll loan him but with an option to buy it. it's like yeah you're not going to use that option because we know how italian teams are if you don't have an obligation to buy they're just not going to do it so it, it's a strange one. I think I think both of those players won't move to like another couple of weeks. That's that's what it looks like at, at the least. Um, and, and I kind of wonder if it's having an effect on the Gavardio deal. I know I know a lot of people are saying it's like. like um, I don't think so. The only reason why it might is is although the media is reporting that it's about add-ons, fees, and whatever, it could be City just holding back and saying we'll do the purchase once we've sold Laporte. Because once you bring Gavardiol in, then you definitely need to get rid of Laporte, right? So it becomes like, oh, well, you've, you've, you're, you're, you're over. You've got too many players now. So you have to sell Laporte and they're cheap. It, it could be one of those things, right? It's like, we want to get rid of Laporte. You know, Leipzig did their thing where they bought the replacements in already. Um, so I, I think that deal gets done. I'm not, I'm not too worried about that, that, about that deal. Um, I th- I like, there's just been too much smoke for it just to fall over, but... Yeah, I, think I, I don't think Gavardiol. I don't think Gavardiol's deal is contingent on Laporte, though. Like, I think City know that Laporte will go somewhere, and I think they want to bring in Gavardiol regardless. Like, yeah, I think he's one of those players where they go get him regardless of who's on the team. I know he's technically replacing Laporte, but they're like, look, this guy's so good that we're just gonna go get him, and that deal. Sounds like it got a little more complicated by the deal being leaked, which is weird. Like, I, I kind of find it weird that Leipzig was, like, pissed off that um, Fabrizio Romano tweeted, here we go, and, and leaked it. But And then they, like, <laughs> it kind of complicated their negotiations. But it's pretty obvious that City didn't leak it, right? Because, A, City yeah. don't do that, and, B... It, that- City's reporters immediately said no deal. Like yeah. the the reporters that are close to City, you could tell it was a brief from City. Is like no deal has been agreed upon, and they said that almost immediately after Romano tweeted that. So 
that tells me something probably came from an agent, right? Yeah, Ram- and Ram- Ram- is not the most reliable when it comes to city himself. Like when it comes to yeah, city but when he, when he says the weird thing is though is when he says here we go, that means it's a done deal. Like, he's been wrong. He's been wrong in the past with here he goes. Don't forget last season as well. The same thing happened with Gavardio and Chelsea. A lot of people thought Gavardio was going to Chelsea based on what Romano was reporting. Although he didn't do a here we go, he did say a lot of things where like, oh, Gavardio is a great terms with Chelsea. The deal's going to get done, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know, it's almost there. And then he just went <laughs> radio silence on it. I think he's being fed a lot of BS about Gavardio um, through his agent and could be Gavardio's agent, just an absolute shit talker, um, where he's feeding yeah, Romano incorrect information, right? And Romano's taking it and just going with it, which is, and you could see both both Leipzig and City reporters came out and said no deal, right? So it definitely came from the agent slash player side, um, which yeah, is strange. But basically, it's like the deal's going to get done. It seems like, it should. like it the should. more reporting we see is like. Oh, they're haggling over a couple million in like whether the add-ons are achievable or not. Which, by the way, if an add-on isn't achievable at City, then it's probably not achievable, right? Like, <laughs> what is what could the add-on be that's not achievable? Like, win the Ballon d'Or. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> win, really it. Like, win three Champions Leagues in a row, <laughs> or it's like you know, win the Saudi League or something. I don't know. Like, it's I have no idea, but. Um, yeah, it's. I, I have a feeling that'll get done. I have a feeling a winger will get done. And I think City is probably already moving on a winger. It's just we don't know yet. And because we don't know, the uncertainty kills us because we think they're not doing anything. And so the uncertainty is kind of the, the hard part of yeah. all this. But that, that'll happen. And then if Walker goes, I think they'll probably try to find somebody. But it looks like... They're really trying to push to keep Walker. Who knows if that'll happen? I'm of and- the opinion: tell Walker to stay. So you're not going anywhere. Like I look at Walker and I say, there's no players like him on the market that you're gonna get. He's like he's still got the pace, you know. He's still rapid. And yeah, what City could do is say, you know, just stay. You'll be captain. You win everything here. Be a leader for the team. You know, you'll still get game time. Still gonna get minutes. Like, he might not be starting week in, week out, but he's still going to get minutes, right? Um, and he's basically going to be one of the captains. I think it'll be either him or De Bruyne, um, based on... Really? I, from what I heard, it's either going to be Rodri or Ruben Diaz. Mm, they usually... Yep. City's, City's weird with captain because they vote for us. So they, they, it always ends up just being the player that's been there the longest. Um, and so, Walker's, from what, Walker, what I Walker, heard Kevin is- De Bruyne's been there for so long. So, yeah. Well... De Bruyne apparently, at least from, I think Sam Lee also said this on a podcast, that De Bruyne doesn't want the captaincy and City don't want him to be captain. So it's kind of like mutual. Like he doesn't want that responsibility and City would rather have someone who's more of a, you know, quote unquote leader. So we don't really know who it's going to be. I have a feeling it'll be either Diaz or Rodri and that'll be our captain for like years to come. Because I think they're probably Uh tired of like, our yeah, captain being around for one or two years and then they leave. Yeah, I, I personally, if if it's up, to, if it was up to me, I would give it to DS. Right, he's just a natural leader. He's still very young. He'll be here for another ten years. You, you give it to him, and you've got your captain set. Right. So, for me, I, I've been saying give it to DS since Borgundahan got it. Right. It's just it, he's just been here. 
since he's been here, we've had that leadership at the back and he leads the example anyway. So, <laughs> giving him the armband is just like, oh, he's just another thing that you can add to your shirt, really, because he kind of does lead anyway, right? He does talk a lot and he does lead from the back. So, for me, it should have been Diaz anyway. But, you know, to keep Walker, Walker is one of the leaders, right? He's he's yeah, been part he of the captain captaincy group. So, and he's been here for, he's probably this, this oh, Kevin De Bruyne is the longest at the moment. He's the only player remaining since pre Um But if, if what you're saying is true and he, they don't want him and he doesn't want to be captain, then Walker is that other one that makes sense. So, from a, from a point of view, keeping him in the team, so, you know, captain the team for the next two years or three years, you know what I mean? You can be the leader of this team where we're winning stuff every year. You get to do the trophy list, you do everything. Um, and that could be appealing to someone at, for Walker at his age. Um, but who knows? But that, it's, like, it's, it sounds like Bayern really appeals to him because he can win everything at Bayern, right? Like, yeah, that's true. Can, it's true. He can, like, he's won five Premier Leagues. Or five? Yeah. Four? Four. Nah, he's won four Premier He's five. Four Premier Five. Five with Pep? Holy shit. Yeah. We won five Holy out of six, shit. man. Oh, <laughs> my God. Count. I'm losing just, count. Just, just Man City things. We lose count of having yeah. Premier Leagues with one since Pep's been so, <laughs> so, Walker has five Premier Leagues. He has a Champions League. He'd go to the Bundesliga, win one or two Bundesliga. However many years he's there, he'll win the Bundesliga. <laughs> Maybe you win a Champions League. Maybe win a Pokal or something like that. So, he can win. I don't think it's about trophies. I think he's just looking for a new challenge. And but for for me, from the city side, though, I just look at it and go, "You're gonna get a ten million pound fee. It's not even worth it. Just keep the player. He's not he's not gonna he's not gonna uh, cause a fit if he if you say no, you're not going anywhere, right? So uh, the value of the city, transfer I, has to. Yeah, sorry. Go I think on. city will. I think city will just do it if it's like fifteen million pounds or whatever. Like I think they said thirteen million pounds or something like that. Like just. Well, also, it, it'll probably depend on, like, does City actually have somebody lined up? Because I think City's going to replace whoever leaves, right? I know it doesn't see, it feels like Bernardo's going to stay. Who knows? But, but I, think City's pre- I think City's prepared for whoever leaves to bring in a replacement. So yeah. I'm sure they have a list for Walker just in case. But I think if Walker really pushes to leave... And it seems like he's kind of made up his mind and said he's just trying to convince him to stay. But if Walker is really prepared to leave, they'll let him and they'll have somebody that can they can bring in, whether it's I know we, we heard Pavard's name or whoever. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll have a list because he is hard to replace because he's like he's he's more defensive and physical than a regular right back. Yeah. And so he can kind of play that like third center back role. Which we do, yeah. Do Do you think Bernardo stays? I'm I'm of the opinion that he stays now. I think it's too late. I, I'm <laughs> of the opinion he stays. Yeah, I, it's I, just I too late it, in the window, and it doesn't seem yeah. like anybody's going to meet City's valuation. Yeah, really, the only two teams that would meet his valuation are Saudi Arabia or club from Saudi Arabia, I should say, and PSG. But I don't think PSG is as, as appealing anymore, based on all the Mbappe stuff that's happened. They're an app. It just goes to show how much of an absolute shit show they are. And I think, I don't think Bernardo would want to go there. They, they seem like they're going down a different um, rebuild now. They want to go down the method of, you know, building with young players, kind of what City did early 2017, 2018, where we, we bought, you know, we weren't buying superstars. We we're buying the level below and then developing into superstars. 
Um, I, I feel like PSG is going down that that path now. Um, I think they've realized oh. the the buying buying three four superstars it just just doesn't work. You can't just it just becomes mercenaries, right? And and the whole Mbappe situation is showing like what absolute shit show that club is right now. Well, yeah, and I'm sure like if if I think if Bernardo expressed his intention to go to PSG, PSG would pay for it because 100%, he's still 100%. only 28. Luis Enrique would love him. And but the problem is, is he's actually very good friends with Mbappe because they play together at Monaco. And yeah. so Mbappe's Mbappe probably told if, him to stay, stay Yeah, <laughs> like th- that's that's the problem. As I think Bernardo would like to leave, but he doesn't really fancy a move to PSG. He doesn't really fancy a move to Saudi Arabia because he's just he's too young and ambitious. And so he kind of realizes, like, look, this is kind of the best place I have it right now. Whether he signs and ex- and City has expressed a real intention to extend him, like they're offering him a good amount of money. So yeah, I don't know I, I, whether he stays or not, but it seems to me from the outside that he's looking at his options and saying, like, okay, City's the best place right now. Yeah, I think if he if he does sign an extension, he'll have a release clause in there. Or he'll have like he'll have some sort of agreement with City or some sort of like release clause for certain teams, right? Yeah, yeah. It'll be like if Barcelona, Barcelona somehow come comes into million. money. Yeah. yeah. So Barcelona are definitely interested in him. They just don't have money to buy him. So Yeah, they, Barcelona they, would take him tomorrow if they had money. Yeah. They'll they'll, they'll want him on a free. Right. So and, and that's the only way he's gonna go. So that's the only reason why I could see him saying, Oh, maybe I'll just you know, see the two years out at City and then go to Barcelona on a free when I'm 31 or something like that, which I'm okay with. I think it's fine. At least like, whatever. And you still get Bernardo Silva for his for his prime years um, and then it gives you a bit more flexibility in terms of making the d- decision. But, you know, fuck Barcelona. That's my conclusion there. <laughs> okay. So, real quick then. So, Bernardo stays. Yes. How are you feeling on Walker? <sighs> I think he goes. I, I don't want him to go, and I, I'm hoping City convince him to stay, um, just because of the, the complication of like replacing him. Um, but by all accounts, I think he does go. He he does want to go, and that's that's the that's the main thing. He does want to go. It's, it's just all about if City say, "Yeah, okay, see you later." But so, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 at the opinion that he's gone. So, do you rate Benjamin Pavard at all? <laughs> uh yes and no so i think you do the, a job here um but the problem is this is the problem right if you look at you're losing walker who is a specialist right back vendor with loads of pace and you replace him with pavard you're not really getting a like for like player right which is like we you always never say do, you, though. You ne- we talk you never do that. right you never do right can he do a job at city yes C- does he play can he pass the ball? Can he do all the things from the back? Yes, he can. Is he a serious defender? I don't know. I, I, um, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't excite me. You can tell. Like I can, you can tell from now. No. The, the name doesn't really like. Oh yeah, like that's that's do that. That's, that sounds like a fantastic deal. If they were saying, you know, we're gonna sell Walker and buy Alfonso Davis, I'll say yes, <laughs> go for it, right? But yeah, Papa doesn't excite me at all. So it's just one of those things. It's like yeah, okay, but I don't think they'll go for him. I think they'll, they'll have a different target in mind. That was just one of those, I, I, one of those things where it's just got you know pl- one plus one equals two. <laughs> I'm not sure because so like 
it is really hard to fill that role because it's like a center back, right back hybrid type of role. Yeah. Pavard fits that. I'm not a big fan of his. Um, sneakily, I wish City do sign him selfishly. And that's because I, and you know this, like I told ASAN from 9320 months ago, I was like, I worry that City's going to go for Pavard. I don't like him, but I'm worried <laughs> City's going to go for him. And he said, no way, no chance. And then we see these leaks. So selfishly, just to say I told you so, I, I want him to sign. But, like, he's not exciting. Now, as, like, a – what is it? Like, he'd be, like, fifth choice or whatever. That's fine. Like, that's fine. And if anybody's going to get the best out of him, it'll be Pat. It's Pat. But – It's like, it's like a kanji. Not many people are, were excited about a kanji last season. Yeah, exactly. I, I, so I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to, for me right now, I'm the type where I'm like, I'm not going to judge a player until I see him in the team and then say, and see what Pep does with him and then say, okay, all right. Especially those deals where it's like, you've heard of the player, he hasn't done well somewhere else, but then we bring him in and it's like, okay, why is City interested? If City interested, they've done their due diligence in scouting and, and et cetera to make sure that he fits. You, we don't really miss that many transfers. So, if we do end up going after Pava, there there must be a reason and there must be a role for him to play. And I'll say, okay, fair enough. Let's see how he goes. But then if in six months he's playing shit, then I'll call it out. You'll say, he's fucking shit. Get rid of him. Go get a different player. But you just hope we don't do a mistake in the transfer video because it can cost us, right? You know, you got you to make... Right now, we won the treble and we need to be building from a position of strength. We're, we're currently not, right? Like, you look, yeah, at I- net, <laughs> you look at our net spin over the last few years... We're not spending at all. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> are we trying so to like the, penny pinch? So the weird thing about Pavard too is like, he's not exciting at all. Right. But for some, like, and I, I don't like him. Like I, I don't really rate him that much as a player. Like he is good on the ball. I know he's played center back in the past. Um, but the weird thing is, is like coaches seem to like him. Because he keeps getting picked. Like, he played a lot for Nagelsmann. He played a lot for Thomas Tuchel. He pl- like, he plays for the French national team. And he's their, he's their main starter as well. So, like, the coaches seem to love him. They seem to like what he brings to the table. Um, even though, and, and if Sidney were to bring him in, that means Pep rates him, right? It means Pep exactly. is, is impressed exactly. by him. So, it's, it's kind of weird in that way. But, yeah. <laughs> It's it's going to be an interesting summer, uh, or it it has been already. But yeah. I I honestly think that whoever leaves will be replaced. Um, now with a winger, we just don't know who yet. Um, I have a list of people that I would love, um, but who knows if that'll ever get done or what's. So we don't know. We just don't know. We will hear soon. On who we like as a as a right winger or whoever, uh, but I have faith that whoever leaves, we're going to replace, and maybe that's where the money comes in. Yeah, look, I, this is a thing with City, right? And you know, we've had this discussion before. They won't buy players just for the sake of buying players. They, they never, they never ever. They'll roll with less players. Um, they'd rather play youth than making a buy they know is not going to be the right buy. Right, so they don't panic. They're very. It's it's a double edged sword, right? Because you can say, well, we need someone to play minutes, but 
you go, well, if there's no value on the market, who are you buying? And that, that's exactly what happened in midfield. You know, we went after Bellingham, went after Rice, and they didn't like anyone after that. There's no, there's, we've had zero links to any other midfielder, basically, right? There's been like those slight links to Gabriel Vega, but that doesn't, that would have happened in my mind if we, if we were actually interested. Yeah, yeah, so we're not. So, so by the sounds of it, it's just agent talk, right? So we're actually not really that interested. It was more of the thing like we're monitoring him, but we're not really sure, so we're not going to do the buy, right? From, so for me, they they're waiting, and they'll, you know, we'll probably end up with a with a top midfielder next season, right? And same and same thing will happen with the winger situation. If they don't like anyone, if they don't feel like anyone's value for money. They won't do it. That's, that's how they roll, and, and that's it's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. It's just it, it is risky. It is risky because we are. You kind of do want to go from a position of strength to another position of strength. You know, you look at what everyone else is spending around us, like Liverpool, Arsenal, United, etc. Um, they're playing catch up, right? But they're catching up. So that's something we need to always be mindful of. Is you don't want them to catch you off guard, and suddenly they're overtaking you, right? Um, yeah, everyone looks better this season from from what I've seen in preseason. Like I've watched a bit of Chelsea, I've watched a bit of Arsenal, I've watched a bit of United. They all look better. Maybe not City level yet, but they are better, right? And that's something you've got to be mindful of. So from a from the position that we were in prior to the summer finishing, you know, no one was near us. But now you have to be mindful of that. So that's that's my worry. I think we could manage a season though without buying those players that we we desperately gonna need. I I don't. I think we're going to need to replace everyone who comes in because the squad's just too, too thin. thin. Yeah, yeah. minutes-wise, minutes-wise, you probably still have to get the winger, right? That's my opinion. You have to get a winger, but <laughs> who do you get? And that's the thing. Well, it's stra- I, it's I think that's why I'm saying that City's just going to be quiet. Like, yeah. they've been prepared for Mares to go for a while. Like, they have their list of everyone. So, they're, they're prepared. It's just that we don't know, so that makes us more nervous. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think Chicky's as nervous as us. Like he knows who he wants. That's, At least that's, that's how saying. I feel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They might know they want someone, but if they don't think it's value, they won't do it. <laughs> They'll roll with the season with no wingers. Well, I think they have a list, <laughs> so it's like, oh, if we don't get this guy, it's on to the next guy. I think it's yeah. very like Ruben Diaz situation. Where it was the same thing. It's like, like it's like we don't get this guy, move on to the next guy. I don't yeah. think it's. Like Harry Maguire, where it's like we don't get our big target, that means we don't get anyone. I don't, don't think don't, it's like that. Don't forget the year that we bought um, Diaz. We had bought Nathan Ake really, really early in the window, right? But we knew we always needed two center backs. We had to buy two center backs. Yeah. The year, bef- the year before that, we were desperate for a center back as well, and they went for Maguire, and then they didn't get him. And then it's like, okay, nah, we don't see any value of anyone. We're not going to buy anyone, and they didn't go for well- anyone. <laughs> I think it was more of they just thought Maguire was their top target, and if we don't get Maguire, oh well, then we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be and fine cost- for another season. But, yeah, and it costs us badly I think that season. But like, they, I think they have two different strategies, right? It's either we want this one guy, and if we don't get him, there is no backup like Maguire or Cucurella, or there's the we need this position, so we have a list, and we're going to go down the list, right? If we don't get this guy, we go to the next list. It's on this guy. We go to the next list. It's on this guy, like Ruben Diaz, where it was mm. like, we don't get Koulibaly, on to the next guy. Kunde didn't work there. On to the next guy, Ruben Diaz. So I think that's how it's going to go. Yeah, it'll be interesting. All right, oh. let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. We'll, we'll, probably, we'll probably be back in maybe a week. 
before the yeah in a week or two for some preseason yeah yeah we'll things go. will look a little more clear there and and we can do a real preview <laughs> i doubt they'll be clear <laughs> clear as mud as they we'll, say <laughs> we'll still have Kinsella, you know throwing crosses <laughs> Great. I can't believe I can't believe Cancel is still on the team. <laughs> but anyway, we'll we'll catch up in a, in about a week, hopefully, um, and we'll we'll talk about um, you know competition wise how the other teams are doing around us and what we think of the of the of the upcoming season. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. <laughs>